Welcome to The Travelling Senorita, episode 162. I am back in Australia, but I'm still dreaming of the Mediterranean thanks to my social media feed that is absolutely clogged up with images across the Med, particularly in Greece, Sardinia and Sicily. That's what I'm seeing. But good on you guys because I've done my bit and I'm back home paying for it (laughs) and working my butt off and I'm happy to see it because I'm still dreaming of Sardinia. Today I am heading back to Sardinia in my dreams but also across the waves with a wonderful, I would say a new friend and I know we're going to be friends for a long time, probably forever, because these uh, guys are just remarkable human beings and so hospitable to us when we arrived in Sardinia. So I've split the team um, and I'm going to firstly interview Rafael Aziana, who is actually from Sardinia and his wonderful partner, Ron, who I met at the TBEX conference in the Peloponnese, but we will talk to Ron further down the track, more about travel. Uh, That's what the industry he's involved with. But Raphael, you've got an incredible story. You're sitting in a villa in Burkida in the hinterland in Sardinia at the moment, but let's start where you grew up and what you did for an occupation. Hello, Raphael. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. Your story is remarkable. So oh, uh, let's yeah. start at the beginning because you've gone full circle. You've headed home to Sardinia. Where did you grow up? Exactly. I, uh, I grew up on the island of Sardinia, uh, on the um, capital city of Cagliari, on the, on the south of the island. Um, so and then uh, from there, um, so my family is still in Cagliari. And uh, everybody there, my mother's still living. She's 85 and uh, she's actually visiting today. But uh, yeah, I grew up there. And um, what was the question? How I moved up? No, just I guess what, I mean, you're living not there now. You live in the north. Is that right? Right. Yeah, right. So now uh, I, we, my partner Ron, uh, we purchased this house um, last December. Uh, in a town called Berkida, uh, a town about uh, 30 miles um, uh, west from uh, uh, the, the port town of uh, Orbia. Um, it's near the Emerald Coast of yeah, Sardinia. Everybody knows the, Emer- em- the Emerald Coast. But what was it like growing up in the south as a young boy? Tell me a little bit about your days growing up in the south of Sardinia, what they involved. Sure. Yeah, well, I've said I... Um, in a sense, I spent very little time uh, there. I, uh, um, I, apart from going to school, I, I studied um, um, during the regular classes. I had to do, but also studied some uh, music at the uh, Conservatory of Music in Cagliari, the capital. Uh, when I was 16, I started um, uh, getting interested in dance. I um, joined a. Um, a school, uh, a jazz uh, dance school um, uh, in the capital city of Cagliari. And uh, two years later, three years later, I uh, got called uh, for an audition in, in Rome. So my time in Sardinia was uh, um, like a, uh, what would you say, a regular, um, probably a shy boy growing in, in a large city. <laughs> so I had to mostly go to school and I, I spent a lot of time um, at home, um, either studying or just uh, being, you know, 
it'll be um, what do you say? Shy. So, but <laughs> I mean, I'll my best. But you are you were obviously a creative child um, that mm-hmm. had a love of music. But when you say that you started at a dance school, was it a chance meeting that took you to Rome? Because you ended up being a professional ballet dancer. So we need right. to drill so into this for a while. Yeah, so I, I, well, it was a, um, everything happened so quickly. I didn't know I uh, could actually dance or uh, uh, do anything like that. So I was um, just interested in, in ballet, mostly. Uh, I would watch her on TV. I said, that, that, that's, that sounds, that looks interesting. I would like to be doing those things. And uh, so uh, when I joined the jazz um, dance school, um, I was uh, told by the, my teachers to, perhaps uh, try ballet because I, uh, it would be important for my training. Um, and so I did. And then uh, some uh, um, uh, great um, teachers from the Roma Opera Ballet came to teach in our school in Cagliari. They saw me, they asked me to uh, uh, participate in an audition for the uh, Roma Opera Ballet. Uh, back then and I just said well I'll try it out I went there with a friend uh, uh, from my school and he also auditioned and uh, I told my mother I'm going to Rome um, tomorrow I need to try out for this um, whatever this this summer uh, um, summer um, what do you call it the, the, the theater you know the the, the, the at the time was uh, for the, we were originally for the Caracalla, the uh, Bats of Caracalla, the summer season of the Roma Opera Ballet happens there. And so we were um, surprised that we were chosen. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> I was probably uh, at that time 19. Um, so, and I called my mother from Rome, you know, uh, on a phone no cell phones back then so i said mom i'm coming back home and she said oh great um all right so i will come get you at the airport and i said uh, okay but um, you should help me uh pack up my stuff i need uh, to pack up my suitcase i said why is she says because i'm moving back to rome tomorrow and i need to start rehearsing for the season and is mom listening is mom listening to this podcast now What's that? Is your mum listening to this podcast right now? Because she's staying with you at the moment. She's in your room, but she doesn't speak English. Oh, okay. <laughs> because so, this, this yeah. is a, such an interesting yeah. part of the story, Raph, because it's not, I mean, ballet is something that's so disciplined. Obviously, you had a natural skill set, but it's something that you've got to work really hard at. I mean, you sort of, the way you're describing it is quite... Um, you weren't really that, uh, you were sort of like a bit perplexed, I guess, that you were chosen. I was, because you know, I, I started, like I said, I started late. I was 16 years old, starting with jazz, and yes, it's true that my body apparently was already kind of uh, predisposed for this type of um, work, And uh, but also I liked it so much that I, even when I moved to Rome, I joined the, um, for that season, the, the Roma Prevalet, but also I... Um, Enter the Roma, um, the uh, Roma uh, Ballet Academy, the National Ballet Academy in Rome, uh, and I started taking classes at my level, but also the uh, advanced levels because they say I don't have uh, much time. I, you know, like for a ballet dancer will be what thirty-five years old, then you're old. <laughs> so, so I was kind of rushing 
um, trying to go as fast as I could because I also wanted to dance. And at the same time, I was uh, auditioning for different companies. I auditioned for uh, some private ballet companies and contemporary dance companies. I was uh, doing different things. I was dancing as a soloist in places. And um, so I kept doing that. Um, eventually, I also got into, because that's what you do. When you're in Rome, you do all these things together. I and I started um, um, doing some TV shows as a dancer. Um, and uh, eventually I ended up doing the, the one that everybody wanted to do, that was called Fantastico. Um, I was very excited, exciting to do, it was the Fantastico, last Fantastico that was um, um, done here in Italy. Uh, it, it's a, it's a um, I, I should explain this, it's, it's Fantastico, is a uh, Saturday Night Light live, Saturday Night Live, uh, live show. Sorry. Television. What's that? Television. A television show. Television. Yes. Television. Ah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was. It's confusing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so I, and I, I was selected to be one of the twelve dancers of this um, show. So, uh, you with, are so uh, humble, uh, my friend. Italian star. You are so humble, my friend. Okay, I'm going to bring you back a second. I love the way you just went okay. skated over that. and then I All over, I went all over, yeah. No, no, Boom. but it's it's a really nice um, trait that you have, your humility. But I just want to ask you, when you were training um, to catch up, I guess, because you started late, you said, which is interesting at 16, but you're talking like they start at three and five years old. Um, right. When you, when you were catching up, were you how many hours a day were you training and performing? <laughs> Sometimes I think I just uh, I, I woke up and then I, I I went to sleep because the day was so yeah. <laughs> so packed. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, I would start early in the morning with a eight um, o'clock um, class. Um, if I went at the theater, theater we would start with a yeah. A, a, I think the class is actually theater would start at nine, but then we would have rehearsals all day and the show. Um, we were pre preparing for the show, so we had to rehearse on stage and. All the things. So it was really, really packed um, at the time. Then I started also um, uh, taking classes at, at the academy, and that was also early morning class, and then um, different um, techniques, obviously. Or, uh, and also, we had to do uh, theory and study uh, the books. <laughs> that is so, that's then, really uh, intense, really intense. And was there a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in the beginning? Uh, well, it, uh, a lot of uh, sweat for sure. I was uh, probably, I was so excited to do it that I don't think I was ever in tears. I was just, <laughs> I was just uh, doing everything I could. I was just, uh, and, and everything was so interesting and I, I would just, just keep going. And like I said, then in the evening I would probably collapse because I was so exhausted by, you know, hopefully so. <laughs> so um, but it was intense and uh, I loved every minute of it. I met a lot of great friends in Rome that I uh, still um, talk to today. Um, I'd say uh, moving to the States was a little bit of a also change because I had to live behind this um, environment. And the culture. But and just on that, Rav, like um, when you said you were going from 
performing ballet and then you became part of the 12 person troupe for Fantastico. Was that something yeah. that really, uh, I guess, financially leaped you up as well? Did that be- come with a lot more perks and pay per se? Um, yeah, I guess on TV you certainly uh, um, start, it's, it's a different setup. You, know, you start making a little bit more money. Um, but um, like I say, it was never, um, I was never thinking about the money. It was just, uh, it was the, the, whatever I was doing, the, the, yeah, I, 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 this, you, you make me think about that now. I never thought about it. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's, that's a good answer. So it was creativity and passion for you, basically. But it's quite, it's quite an yeah. excuse the pun, but it's quite a leap, isn't it, from performing uh, live um, to crowds to going to television. How did you find that? Uh, was a, well, I heard from friends that there was this audition for uh, the show and uh, and I always wanted to work with uh, um, the, the star of the show, uh, Rafaela Carrà. Uh, she's no longer with us, but she is an amazing um, star, idol, uh, Italian sweetheart, basically. Uh, she made... Um, television in Italy she created she was revolutionary um, and anyway I, I, I always uh, loved her and it was uh, just a, a great chance to work with her I again I went to the audition I, I spread out I never thought that I would just get in but I, I did so um, and it was um, I mean great experience all around but also I done or different shows before uh, other shows in, in, in on TV before, um, but that was the one that I really wanted to do wow. to work with your, her. Your so. story is unbelievable. I love it. And how long were you on Fantastico for? So Fantastico, it, 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 it was a, a, a show that uh, um, related to the Italian uh, lottery, um, but um, it, it was. Um, it's probably eight weeks. It was eight weeks of uh, show. So in the in the winter time. So it, it, it ends in uh, I think end of, uh, uh, January sixth um, with a you know that, that was the the time. Uh, so uh, through the through the holidays, basically you see fantastic on TV on Saturday night. Still now? Um, Is it still on now? It's a, it's a four hour. Huh? Is it still on now? No, no. The, the one <laughs> I did was actually the last. Uh, um, of the shows, fantastic shows. That was the last one. Uh, then they, they switched for my or all that. But, okay. Now um, you know what? Now let's talk about the wonderful how we got connected in the first place. Ron was he? Because he's a, he's such an enigma, and I'm definitely doing a podcast with him. We 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 share a connection in tourism and travel, but he just like lightly said to me in passing when I visited you guys. Oh yeah, reality TV star. Is this all connected? It is. Yeah, as a matter of fact. So, um, from my side, you know, um, I was in Rome. I was trying all these different things. I was uh, um, also doing some modeling, uh, as you do, obviously. <laughs> and I was doing some acting. I was taking voice lessons. And, uh, yeah. So gorgeous, you do. Yes. 
<laughs> so and I, I I I try everything I could. I was doing some um, you know mostly started doing some uh, uh, appearances in movies, dance movies basically. So I would have to dance in there. But eventually uh, my agent um, happened to uh, uh, find his agent and uh, he called me up one day and say, hey, there's uh, this uh, this uh, movie uh, uh, for the. For TV, it's a series, and um, uh, you, you, the, the, you, you, uh, people are asking for you, so come and see. And basically, I, jo- I was flown to Greece um, when uh, to do this um, series of it was a movie in the series of the uh, Il ragazzo a kimono d'oro or um, the boy in the golden kimono, uh, where Ron Williams starred. Uh, it was the main character <laughs> and uh, I get there and I remember that I arrived in Athens and uh, I I had seen him on, uh, uh, on, on in pictures uh, at, at my agent uh, agent's office and we happened to have the same agent uh, so um, I was hired to do um, uh, to be the bad guy in this movie and so the boy in the golden kimono would uh, have, uh, have to fight bad guys in every movie. I was the last guy uh, to fight with, basically. <laughs> and so uh, we met her in, in the, uh, the airport of Athens. Um, he says that he saw me there. I saw him there too. And um, I saw this guy um, wearing cowboy boots. I found that was weird. <laughs> Now, now, hang on. So, so, so you've met this kind of blonde, bronzed American guy. Where's Ron from? He's from California. Yeah, well, okay. he was so born in Akron, Ohio, but he lived in California. You're like this tall, dark, striking ballerina dancer. You go to the Athens airport and in walks this kind of shorter, gorgeous-looking, bronze, blonde-headed cowboy boot-wearing Yeah. <laughs> Such a great story. I say, I think I know that guy. And he says, I think I know this guy. He, he says that I was about to miss my flight. So I was pretending not to see to see him. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so I just I was doing my own things. I don't want to be that guy that goes, oh, yeah, I saw you. I don't know your movies. And so, um, but he and comes so over to me he... and says, hey, you're about, we need to get on this plane. You're, you're about to miss it. I said, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> I mean, and, and what is so beautiful about you too is I met you on different circumstances in a tourism, tourism conference. Right. And then when we get to hang out in Sardinia together, oh, yeah, just by the by, I was a professional ballet dancer in Rome and by the by, I was a reality TV famous star in Italy. I mean, you couldn't script this. It's just so gorgeous, this story. So I'm, going to, I'm definitely going to dig deeper with Ron because I love his side as yeah. well. And just to just to come full circle for you, when we arrive in um, in Sardinia, you guys pick us up from the port. We only have like ten hours or something. It's right. kind of a rainy day, but it didn't matter because it was so beautiful. You take us to a beach that is now heaving with people as we speak. It's um, but it was right. pre-season. Uh, Porto mm-hmm. Rotondo, aren't you impressed? Porto Rotondo. Yes, yes. I'm already living there in my heart. Um, and you take us around and then I slowly start to fall in love with the island of Sardinia, but also with you and Ron. You're like my new be- best friends forever. And there you I'm, go. We're... And my husband as well. And we just had this really gorgeous day together. And it's 
you know, I mean, you guys know, we ended up going on to, like, Monte Carlo for the Grand Prix. We, we went everywhere. But there's just something about our day that just really has... I can't stop thinking about it. Um, you probably don't feel the same because that's very obsessive, obsessive of me. But I just... It was such an organic rustic real day and that's what i love the most i mean we went to some incredible places as i just mentioned and even going to barcelona again i was so happy to be there but i just kept keeping kept thinking of the island of sardinia Um, i've only just touched on it but one of those things that you did was take us to where the rich and famous hang out porto rotondo the beach and then we went into the hinterland and that winery i mean can you talk me through the organic nature of that winery, but also right. the, it's the best Vermentino I've ever had. And it's <laughs> award-winning, right? So you, you're better at yeah. this than me. Talk me through this winery. Well, um, it was actually great to have you here because we got to uh, tour some of these um, local uh, wineries um, and places that um, we are also discovering because we are new, new to the town and getting used to it. Um, we visited with you the San Michele winery. That's it, yep. San yeah. Um, uh, the gentleman there, um, really gracious. Um, I am right now spacing out on their name, sorry. But they have uh, this uh, beautiful uh, setting a beautiful vineyard they produce um, different um, vermentinos and uh, they were explaining to us how they go about it and depending on how they they um, 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 when when they pick it uh, and the timing of it and how they um, uh, treat the the, the grapes and so they uh, they have the, their wines in, in stainless steel barrels. That's how they create this uh, beautiful vermentino. It, it's pretty much organic. Like it's organic without the the label. Because I remember we had you were our translator. Like if you were to rock up there without knowing the language, it would have been quite difficult. But they were so gracious, as you mentioned. But they we did ask them a couple of questions, like you know, for the wine connoisseur out there that talks about like cherries and berries and whatever. Right. I remember him saying, "Oh no, no, no." That's not no. my thing. Um, we just make really bang right. banging Vermentino plus other wines, right? And then I tasted the wine. I was like, oh, man, you guys don't need to change anything. Like, you guys are leading it. I mean, they've got the certification, you know, the – what's it yes. called? The certification at the top. It's got the awards right. in Italy, all throughout Italy, right. and it's exported to Australia as well. And it was right. such a rustic, <laughs> humble um, vineyard. Yeah, they were, right. There was no, um, it was not, uh, let's say, it was not certainly, um, nothing was staged. It was just, come here. We were, we were in, in his house, actually. And uh, in, in this basically um, rustic kitchen where he uh, would gather with his family and was like, here he is. Well, well, do you want to try wine? Here it is. And, and then he brings out this wine label bottles, um, beautiful wines, and um, it was very, I, I, I agree, uh, it's a different experience than, say, the ones we, the one we have in the States at a winery. Um, and Australia, yeah. There was no, there, yeah, there was no expectation of, uh, 
even uh, you to really like the wine or just, they were like hey do you want to try our wine and we mentioned we mentioned cheese and next thing there was just like all this local yeah. cheese and i think ron came out with a big barrel of like wine of how they serve it to the locals yes, yes. and said take that home um i'm assuming you've got some left <laughs> <laughs> no. no you have to go back so down gone. there so so here when i build this picture in my head and I dream about it. It's like, oh my God, I love that. You can just go in there, grab the barrel of wine. There's the local cheese. There's the olives. There's the bread. There's the pizza. And then you take me to this beautiful, um, very authentic uh, Italian town, Sicilian yeah. town, a Sardinian town, sorry, but yeah. all of the above. And you guys have said, oh, again, very humble. We've just bought the like a villa at the top of the town that's been closed for 50 years. There is like a Duomo in front of it and there's like a chapel and blah, blah, blah. So And there's a, a national park and a restaurant on the hill. So then we get there. I'm going to put some photos up of this because I've used them a lot in some reels too. And we get there. I mean, you've got a big job ahead of you. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But we get there mm-hmm. and for the price that you paid, which is a, you know an affordable price, particularly in Australia, you have bought what I would call the Edward Scissorhand House of the Village <laughs> yeah. or, or the Mansion, the cathedral at the top of a hill, and you are right. restoring this. Okay, so that's enough of me describing that. What is going on, Raph? It's amazing. Well, we, like I said, we, we were looking for it, a, a house to buy in Sardinia. That's the story, actually. And uh, we searched on the internet. So, well, my family is in Cagliari, in, in the south of the island. Um, and I said, we want to be, after 30 years living in the States, we, I, I want to have a place closer to my family a bit, more convenient so we can come visit more often. And uh, so, but, but we looked all over Sardinia. The distances are clearly are. Uh, nor a, a major deal for us because we are used to uh, 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 living in states with large, vast <laughs> territories. And so being only two, hour, two and a half hours away from my family, it's not a great deal, big deal. So we found eventually this uh, home. I saw a picture of it. Ron showed me a picture and said, you, he said, you may like this one. I said, absolutely, I like that one. So we're going we're gonna to go uh, um, check it out. So we came to see it uh, in August, uh, last uh, last year in August, and uh, in December, basically, uh, we, um, tell, we bought tell it. Tell me about it when you, when that magnificent door, that's the photo I'm putting up, was open. What what was un- unveiled behind that? Right, we entered, it was a scary house, actually. We uh, entered this place, it was really dark. The windows would not open. Um, it, it, like it had been uh, sealed for uh, 50 years. Um, but it had water damage. Uh, but anyway, we uh, went through it with a flashlight mostly. Um, we were trying to figure out if there was electricity. Eventually, we were able to turn some lights on. But uh, with a flashlight, we started discovering this uh, amazing world of uh, painted ceilings and um, um, all furniture we uh, actually asked uh, that nothing uh, be touched in the house so we um, could um, basically protect the house from extra or further damage because it's almost they... like it's almost like a, i mean it's definitely heritage listed but it's almost like an archaeological site at this stage isn't it 
Yes, I call it, I, I call it an archaeological site. We every day we find new things, and uh, and you've got so you actually spent... have archaeologists on site with you. What's that? You've had archaeologists on site with you. Yes, 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 and yes, and and uh, Maria Paola Sanna, she's great. She's actually helping us with. Uh, the restoration um she's very knowledgeable and uh, um she was so excited also to see it. it people have not seen this house for so long they the house is the house that you if you google berkida things to do in berkida there will be that postcard you see it's the house uh on this piazza okay let's talk um, about let's talk about the town of berkida like yeah what goes on there so it, the town of berkida is a town of uh, 2,500 souls, um, <laughs> plus two now, <laughs> and uh, four, uh, four. <laughs> or four, yeah, if you come, it will be four, <laughs> you great, yeah, it'll be great, <laughs> and uh, it's a very nice town, actually the town was what um, probably sold us uh, completely on this deal because it's a really um, pretty town set in, 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 in Set on, it's sitting on a on a on a hill. Um, every I would say every home of this town has a beautiful view uh, of the valley. Uh, yours as well, your future home as well. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> and uh, and uh, everybody was so uh, has been have been so welcoming. And the town itself is it's very um, clean and it's built in uh, out of a. Granite from the area, so everything, the streets, the buildings, all granite, um, and it, it's full of a, a, a little hangout spots, bars, and restaurants. Uh, we have a, a, an international jazz festival that happens every August. Um, for it has been um, this way for the past thirty years, um, with a. a in, World, uh, you know, not uh, the the jazz player uh, Paulo Freisu, uh, he created it. Is it he a um, he's a poet, right? You had, a, you had a famous poet. Yeah, we have also a famous poet, um, 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 Pietro Casu, was a, a priest in town. Uh, I think he passed away in 1955. Um, but uh, basically. Um, we, 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 we loved the, the, the town and then we, we got this house. We happened, we didn't know we were getting, uh, when we were looking at this house, that we were actually getting a piece of history of the town. This is the place on the Fontana Inzas, the house is on this piazza, it's called Fontana Inzas. There's a fountain uh, at the end of the, 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 the plaza where everybody will come uh, get the water, fresh water. Uh, uh, from a spring that is actually sitting on our property that feeds the fountain and people get the water. So this was the hangout spot. Eventually the fountain stopped working. People uh, uh, left. This town has been suffering uh, for the fact that it's a small town because uh, the young uh, people are leaving to find things to do or, uh, elsewhere. But I think they will come back. <laughs> There's a resurgence of the sound. But anyway, so we, we uh, end up getting this house and we discover that uh, it comes with a much bigger history and and um, that we have to now kind of uh, deal with. And so like, we have like, been... Like, for example, a chapel. 
Yes, a chapel. <laughs> so this is the chapel where uh, this uh, priest, uh, Pietro Calzo, he was a dear friend of the uh, leader of the house. Um, uh, the, the, so they'll say that the, 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 this house was built by these uh, people from Berkita, the uh, uh, um, this couple, the husband left in the 20s to travel to the United States to for fortune. Many uh, immigrants uh, back there back then were uh, did that from Berkita. They traveled to the United States. He was able to uh, acquire a fortune and uh, keep it when the market crashed in 29. He came back to the town uh, uh, to, with his wife. They built this, this house and he built this chapel in the house. Uh, for the, uh, the wife, and um, it became this chapel, the local um, hangout spot. Basically, they they would held uh, a mass uh, in uh, in the chapel, or they recite they would recite their rosary from the window uh, to people sitting in the piazza. So it was a, a you know, and the lady of the house was very welcoming. Uh, she would um, uh, uh, yeah, offer refreshments to. Um, the uh, people in town when they will come visit so and they will see outside so uh there's all this uh incredible history that we have been discovering little and, by can, little. and you can feel this because you told me those stories you told us those stories as we were walking through i mean it's like four levels six bedrooms a bakery out the back an old style bakery out the back um, oh, right. an underground wine cellar which still has the wine equipment and barrels yeah and then, yes. and as you said, the piazza in the front. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a massive project for you. It's, 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 um, it borders. It's ten acres, isn't it? And it borders the national park. No, it's, 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 a, it's. A, it, I get always confused. It's, a, it's, a, it's about, uh, it's about four acres. Four acres of land, probably ten hectares. But it's, it's, yeah. also, it's on the mountain, so it's all terraced, and uh, yeah. there's a lot of land. <laughs> Crazy, hey. Uh, so we are it's, basically. It's, it's a massive um, project. We, I mean, we're making it sound really glamorous right now. You have got such a big job ahead of you, and you're up for it. Yes. Um, but luckily for you, when you drive up the hill, which I said you could walk, but you, you're going to be knackered. You won't be able to walk. Um, but drive up the hill, and there's a restaurant at the top of the hill that is yes. open. And we just thought, I don't know what time it was, like three or four o'clock or something. We walked in, and they welcomed us with open arms. There's an award-winning chef there. It's a family. Yes. Banging food. It's a beautiful place. Oh my god! So it's just it's, all you've got everything you need, Raf. That's uh, that's the restaurant, Mama Ludi. Uh, great yes. spot. I have to say, we were surprised ourselves to find it when we first came to town. Um, the people are so sweet. Uh, so that we we just um, yeah, we're lucky. So and this restaurant sits on the, on it's, it's it's basically an amphitheater with a gorgeous view of the valley. As, um, as you do in Italy. It just doesn't happen in Australia, man. Um, I'm, uh, I love Australia. We've got the best lifestyle in the world. But, God, I miss the ruins and the ancient history of, of Europe. Can I just say, like, um, when you and Ron bought this property, um, he's still working. Is he with you now? <laughs> no. Oh, no, I sent it back to the States. You sent him back to the States. <laughs> go back home and work there. No. Someone uh, has to pay for this renovation. Back. What's that? Someone has to pay for the renovation. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he went back to uh, take care of uh, uh, some things in our home in, in the States. Um, and he had to go back because he has uh, some other uh, uh, trade shows. Uh, not trade, no, sorry. Um, um, this, uh, the T-Bax shows to attend to. Uh, uh, for his, Yeah, so he's going to be there. And, but he will come back uh, at the end of uh, July and will be here for... Uh, the rest of the summer, I think. And so tell so, me something, okay. how does a professional ballet dancer turn into such a renovator of mansions in Italy? Oh yeah, we'll get that, that's right. How did you become well, practical? So, well, <laughs> no, simple. <laughs> While I was uh, doing all the dancing in Rome, I also um, um, I was also studying architecture at the, the University of La Sapienza in Rome. Uh, just because I didn't have enough to do, uh, <laughs> and, and so I tried to, I tried to do that. Um, I did it for a while. Then eventually, uh, after meeting Ron, we decided that uh, we were going to try to move back to the states. So it worked, and we did. And I um, entered the University of Washington, Seattle, and uh, I got my master's degree in architecture there, and I started. Um, Designing things, and uh, so I worked as a designer there in in um, uh, in, in, in Seattle, and um, uh, we created a little uh, company, construction company. So we would do that together. On a, so, we managed so, so uh, Raph, different side. Raph, like yeah. I thought, I had a pretty eclectic life uh, per se. You know, from Spanish restaurants to sculpture festivals to travel writing. You trump. Yeah nearly anyone I've ever spoken to. So you're a, uh, a boy living in the south of Sardinia. You move to Rome and become a professional ballet dancer at a, at a you know, not at a younger age, at an older age in ballet terms. You then become, a, a, you know, a dancer on one of the most popular television shows. You then go into a film with your partner, Ron. You then do, like, can you just listen to yourself? It's just such a credit to who you are. You have so much, um, well, firstly, humility, but you obviously have so much creativity and energy because uh, you're up for this mission of the villa. I know you are. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to do some, I'm going to have some fun here. Let's say. It's so good. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's so much to do here, but we have, uh, we, we're, Ron and I, we're going to bring everything together. All, all our experiences basically are coming together in this house. We're going to make it into a center for the arts, in a sense. Wow. We're going to open up the, the house to the, to the town again. They all want to see it. I have to say, I've become a little bit of a tour guide of my own house. Uh, people knock on the door and say, please, may I see it? May I see it? I've not seen it. I grew up here. I grew up coming and playing in, in Spiazza. This, this house was always closed. I see the, the shades open, the, 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 the windows open. Could I please see it? I know there's a chapel in it. I said, please come in. So. I spent hours and hours touring the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put like a, a, a label that says open from this time to that time. <laughs> just, so, can, can, can you just, keep, uh, can you just keep me a tiny little room at the top there? Like, like I'll pay for it. I just want a tiny little bit of that. You have a space already. You just need to come and stay with us. Hey, man, you know? and, I'll, and I'll get on the tools. I'll do, oh, you know what? You get on the tools. I'll take the tour guide when Ron's not around. But I need, I don't Perfect. Think, <laughs> 
Italian man, so we have to sort this out. Now, before we go, Raph, I could talk to you for hours about this because it's so inspiring. I want to know who and where in the world inspires you. It's a really difficult question, but off the top of your head, who has inspired you in your life? Um... Oh boy, uh, it is a difficult question. I think uh, for different times, different people, um, uh, wrong one was one of those inspirations. Uh, it got me to do a lot of things. It got me to move to the States and create this life. Uh, so it pushed me very hard to achieve uh, he's, great he's goals. He's a very inspiring man. Yes, yes. So it shaped um, my existence uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, and together we are uh, moving forward. So uh, inspiration came from different people. When I was uh, moving to Rome, I got inspired by these amazing um, professionals in, in, in the dance world. Um, I got inspired by the, the, this lady that I danced with, uh, all the artists I met, every single one of them that I met uh, doing um, TV work. Uh, so, so many people. And, I... and so where would be a place, Ron, uh, Raph, Ron, R&R here. I watch your, um, I watch, <laughs> I watch your TikTok, I laugh. Um, okay, so where would be a place that inspires you or that really makes you, your heart sing? Sardinia. I knew it. Oh, thank you. Um, you've lived in the US Sardinia. for like a few decades now and now you live, live and, and work in Sardinia. Look, I have, I have traveled, uh, I think, extensively. I lived in the States for three years. I, I know um, um, I've traveled through, um, through this, the, the, the country there, uh, and I love it. It's, it has great uh, things to offer, beautiful sites, beautiful fun people I, I met there as well, obviously. I have great friends there. Sardinia is always um, the uh, thing I missed. I missed, uh, I came back here and I said, oh my God, this feels so like, uh, right, the the smell of the sea. You, uh, even if we're, it will be inland here, you can smell the, uh, the salt well, remember water. Remember, at, at the start of this podcast, I was trying to describe to you that it meant so much to me, and I literally had ten hours there, buddy. Yeah. I yeah. mean, thanks to you guys, yeah. I got the organic experience, but it's just yeah. a place I want to explore even more. And I didn't realize that when you said. It's only two and a half hours from where you are to the south. Yeah, that's right. no, that's no time at all. And it, I mean, it's the second biggest island in the Med, second to right. Sicily. But it's Sicily, still really yeah. achievable to go from one side to the other, isn't it? Yes, and the, the, the thing about it here that we uh, also, when we're looking for a spot on the island, we say we would like to be close to a, a, a very well connected uh, airport, and it is Olbia is a, a great port. Um, for uh, cruise ships arriving in this area, uh, but also uh, you're very well connected to Europe, all over the place where um, you can jump on a, on a plane and, and be uh, Paris so, or so, wherever. So when we make Greg listen to this podcast, because we will, uh, what my husband? What what would you, what would be the reasons why? <laughs> I, I would, what, when 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 you and I make Greg listen to this podcast because you're going to send oh, it yeah. to him as well. What would be the reason why we would uh, live in Burkina? Well, um, I don't know. Do you have uh, you have to come back and and try it again? But um, I think there's a. I mean, the, it's so. Every time I come back here, I, I, uh, so I, 
it feels home to me, but it feels home to me that the, it's the environment, the, the beautiful green, green uh, mountains around us. We are uh, uh, only 30 minutes away from beautiful uh, beaches and, and beautiful water. Um, the food is amazing uh, all over. I mean, just uh, the, it's just, uh, it feels like it feels um, so right to all these elements together. It feels like uh, it's a good uh, life. It's simple, but it's good. It's, it's not um, simple. We're not looking, yeah. So I don't know, it just feels um, Actually, the right you know place what? to be. Let's tell everyone how shit it is. No, it's shit. We don't want them to come. It's crap. We don't want them to come because <laughs> no, no, the yeah, prices right, right. are going to go through Only the roof and I won't be able to buy them. <laughs> Yeah. All over the world. Um, no, yeah, okay, right. hey, hey, Rap, I can't wait. I'm seeing you next year. I'm going to put it out there now. Um, yes. If I could come back for the Jazz Festival in August, you know that I would be there. But there's something yes. called work uh, and about 24 hours of flying in the way. <laughs> right, However, right. However, right. um, I'm so blessed to have met We are so blessed to have met you guys. Greg just walked in with our dog, Frankie. Oh, hello there. Hey, Greg. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna sign off now and and say right. to you, thank you so much. Your story is the whole time you're talking. I'm thinking I'm gonna write a book about you. Yeah, yeah oh I think yeah. I might. I think I might move yeah. to Burkina so that I can write the book. You need to be in Burkina to write a book for sure. Yeah, <laughs> enough. <laughs> hey, buddy, thank you so much for um, taking the time. Thank to you. I know that this day you have got so much ahead of you and it just involves uncovering frescoes and uncovering all sorts of uh, things yeah. uh, in that right. beautiful villa. Um, I can't wait to see the pictures. I'll put some more up. Thanks so much today for spending some time travelling, Senorita. Thank Adios. you for having me. Adios.